We now have our first two quarter finalists after an absorbing night of action in the UEFA Champions League. In Madrid, Roma had their opportunities, but it was the 10 time winners who progressed, courtesy of you know who. Cristiano Ronaldo on the volley does it again. This season's UEFA Champions League top scorer has just broken Roma hearts. The Spaniards won 2-0 on the night and 4-0 on aggregate. Meanwhile, in Germany, a disciplined performance from Wolfsburg saw them overcome Ghent. Draxler with a stop and go. Draxler into the penalty area. Draxler still. The pullback and the goal! Andre Schürrle sends Wolfsburg into the quarterfinals. All the best reaction to and analysis from those two games to come. And we're going to hear from Wolfsburg's match winner, Andre Schürrle. Plus, we look ahead to Wednesday's round of 16 second legs as Zenit host Benfica. And we get the thoughts of Gary Cahill and Zlatan Ibrahimovic ahead of Chelsea's finely poised second leg against Paris Saint-Germain. So stay with us right here on Match Day Live. I'm Rob Tady, welcome to UEFA Champions League Match Day Live. It's been another fascinating night of football, and this is how tonight's two round of 16 second legs finished. Real Madrid 2, Roma 0. Real Madrid 4-0 winners on aggregate, and Wolfsburg 1, Gent 0. The German side threw 4-2 on aggregate. Well, there's only one place to start, and that's at the Bernabeu, where the 2014 winners, Real Madrid, had a 2-0 lead over Roma going into their second leg. This one was watched by Match Day Live's Richard Kaufman. Vasquez trying to get the better of Dinho. Does so, Ronaldo scores! Cristiano Ronaldo on the volley, does it again. This season's UEFA Champions League top scorer has just broken Roma hearts. You have to say the substitute played a big part, but you know who does the job again. Real Madrid won, Roma nil. 3-0 on aggregate, and surely now through to the quarterfinals. Ronaldo's on the ball again. Cristiano Ronaldo feeds it to James in space. Scores! James Rodriguez just sticks the knife in, and that surely is that. There was doubt. There were chances for Roma, but it's over now. Real Madrid 2, Roma 0 tonight, as it was at the Stadio Olimpico, which means it's 4-0 on aggregate. Richard Kaufman was watching that one for Match Day Live and he joins me now as well. Richard, um, what was the story of the game at the Bernabeu? Well, I kind of said it there in a way. Uh, what we had was, a, an, first of all, an excellent football match. It could have been so easily a damp squib. You know, here we had a, a first leg where the away side had won by two goals to nil. It's Real Madrid. Hadn't conceded a goal in the UEFA Champions League all season at home up against Roma, who, uh, you know, last time we were in Spain, lost 6-1. But this is a Roma team that are full of confidence. They, they're going so well in Serie A, and we saw that tonight. The story was chances spent. I'd love to hear what's being said in the Roma dressing room because there will be regrets that they didn't take those chances. Mohamed Salah, who had such a good game, but we won't talk about how well he played, really. We'll talk about those two chances, particularly the second one he missed. That Edin Dzeko, inside 10 minutes, could have put Roma one up. Having said that, of course, you know, it's about scoring. 
And Cristiano Ronaldo did it for the 40th time tonight, for the 13th time in the UEFA Champions League. He had that quality when it was required. The turning point for me was the Salah miss at the start of the second half. With that went Roma's chances. Ronaldo and his teammates then did the rest. Uh, alongside me as well is our European football expert, Chris Parrott. Chris, 90 UEFA Champions League goals now for Cristiano Ronaldo. I think the expression you used during commentary was difference maker. Yeah, he is. Match winner. Uh, tie winner, ultimately. Uh, he did it in the first leg. It was nil-nil. It was tight. He came up with a moment of quality. Yes, it took a deflection in Rome, but brilliant piece of skill to create the chance. Away goal, 1-0 up. Different tie. Tonight, as Richard mentioned, they had chances even after Salah missed. Manolas was denied by Kaylor Navas. Stefan El Shirawi had an effort which was blocked just before Roma went down the other end. Credit to Zinedine Zidane. He bought on... Lucas Vazquez, and it was his trickery that created the chance, but Ronaldo was there. He got ahead of Manolas and Szczesny, who, was, uh, who, who took a boot to the face. It was a brave goal from Ronaldo, but it was a, a massively important one. That totally knocked the stuffing out of Roma. 3-0 down, the tie was over, and then James Rodriguez scored a, a really good second goal as well, and after that, it could have been more on the night. Roma were excellent, but in Ronaldo, you just have somebody you know is going to score if he's given a chance, and he did so again. I mean, fundamentally, it was always going to be difficult for Roma to overcome this kind of scoreline. But did we see Luciano Spalletti get his tactics pretty right? I think so, because it, it was a risk. In do, so doing, people say, well, you know, he's, he's put four players, attacking players on the pitch. He had to do that. But when you bear in mind how well his tactics of having a false number nine in Perotti had worked in Serie A in recent weeks. He yeah. had a 4-1 win against Fiorentina on Friday night. He could have stuck with that plan and still posed questions for Real Madrid, but he didn't. He gambled. I think what maybe maybe forced his hand was an injury for Rajan Nangalan in training uh, on uh, Tuesday night. So he lost a potential player to be in midfield to allow Perotti to play in that false number nine role. With him gone, he thought... Well, listen, let's go for broke. And they, you know, they need, they could have pulled it off. We could have been sitting here tonight saying this is one of the most remarkable turnarounds we've ever seen. Any two sides who have been 2-0 down from the first leg had ever gone through to the next stage in a, in a knockout competition of the UEFA Champions League. It could have been. It was a nearly night for Roma. But as it is, for the sixth successive year, it's Real Madrid through to the quarterfinals. I think what we have seen is Roma restore a lot of pride on the European stage because as a football club, actually as representing Italian football, when they came to the, to the new camp in the group stage and they conceded six goals, uh, it, that wasn't the performance that they expected as a football club. And actually, when they've come up against big teams recently, that has happened. It, it didn't happen at the Bernabeu. They, they went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Real Madrid. And I think you've seen just the job Spalletti has done. This is second spell at Roma. How much better they are already. Um, they're, they're currently third after those seven straight wins domestically. Now they have to go and qualify for the UEFA Champions League again through the league. But this is a club who... OK, they'll be very disappointed to go out. They'll be very disappointed to have missed the chances. But when they analyse it back, they'll realise that against a, a good Real Madrid side, they really had wonderful opportunities. And actually, this bodes very well for Luciano Spalletti and Roma going forward. Uh, Richard, what sort of reaction are we getting to the game of the Bernabeu? Well, kind of reflecting what we're saying uh, from uh, Florenzi, the captain, uh, Alessandro Florenzi, who, again, I thought had a really good game. You know, his yeah. job was to try and stop, you know, attacks coming down the left-hand side. And I think he did that as well as he could. You know, Bell one time, he had James coming another time. He, he's a really good player. The, 
the right back, although he can play in midfield as well, Florenzi. He said, if we'd been more clinical, it could have been a different story. We played two good games and you can't really disagree with that. Uh, Gareth Bell had just mentioned, said tough match against a very good Roma side. On to the next round in the Champions League or the UEFA Champions League, of course. A la Madrid, he says. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there they are through to the quarterfinals again. I don't make them one of the favourites to win the UEFA Champions League from what I've seen, but they're there. And when they have Benzema back and Bell fully fit and with Cristiano Ronaldo in the team, they're always going to be a danger. So why do you have those those reservations? Because I think at the heart of the team, there's a fragility. And I think as well, the crowd can sense it. Even when they scored seven goals in the, in the Bernabeu on Saturday, the crowd were on their back. They, they knew they weren't playing well. Tonight again, as I've said, it could have been a really different story. They have those questions they can pose to opposition defences, but... I feel like the opposition can also get at them. Yeah, I think they'll have to play better. They'll have to go up a level. Uh, and I think uh, Zinedine Zidane, since he's taken over, uh, he's won a lot of games. I guess the one true real contender he's faced, maybe, and I mean that in Liga, but also the UEFA Champions League, is Atletico at home, and they were beaten in that game. Um, and Roma opened them up in a different way. And I think maybe a Bayern or a Barcelona probably would have taken some of their chances. So, uh, as Richard said, they have match winners. Um, I think they'll have to play better, certainly, uh, in the quarterfinals, semifinals. Certainly, if they're going to win it, than they have in either leg of this round of 16 game. But they did enough and they're through. Are we seeing an identity as a Dan entity to this Real Madrid or is it too soon for that? Yeah, I, I don't see it, no. I mean, he's playing with Rafa Benitez, his players. Uh, Isco didn't play a part tonight, but we know he's a big fan of Isco, who at one point was called the new Zidane. So, I mean, no, the answer to that is no, but that's because for, for much of the last four or five weeks, he's had injuries. He had no Gareth Bale for most of the time he's been in charge, for example. Yeah. Of course, he got an yeah. hour out of him tonight. So it's it's hard for him to do that. It's interesting because Spalletti's kind of been in for the same period, but he was able to bring a couple of players in and he has been able to make his mark on the Roma side. I don't think Zidane necessarily has. OK, uh, Richard, thank you very much. We'll be back to you later in the show. Uh, Real Madrid 2-0 winners over Roma, 4-0 on aggregate. Uh, the other round of 16 second leg tie took place in Germany between Wolfsburg and Ghent. It was 3-2 to Wolfsburg after the first leg. UEFA.com's Richard Connolly describes the action. Here's Kruse with a chance for Wolfsburg. Picking out Gilavogi. It's a shooting chance and he hit it well. And Sells diving to his right has parried the ball behind for the corner. Tresh with the cross. It's beyond the goalkeeper. It's pulled back and off the line by Ghent. The effort was by Schurler. It's the best move of the match there. Here's Gilavogi breaking from midfield. And he's managed to hold the ball up and he's passed it on to Schurler. Is this the chance? No, Gershon gets his foot in and deflects Schurler's effort wide. Draxler with a stop and go. Draxler into the penalty area. Draxler still, the pullback and the goal! Andre Schurler sends Wolfsburg into the quarterfinals. And Draxler finally came to life to set it up. A simple finish for Schurler and the relief for Wolfsburg, who take the lead on the night, 4-2 overall. Richard Connolly was our commentator for that one, and he joins us now on the show. Richard, uh, do Wolfsburg deserve their place for you in the quarterfinals? Yeah, I think they certainly do, Rob. They had a calm and disciplined approach on the night, used, I think, the experience of the individuals, 
to see the team into the quarterfinals for the very first time. And let's face it, I think Ghent's fairy tale run was never going to have the fairy tale ending. It had to end somewhere, and it's ended tonight. The match as a whole wasn't a thing of great beauty, um, but the goal, certainly when it came, did demonstrate the huge quality that Wolfsburg do possess. Draxler with a little trick, a burst of pace, and then the vision, the awareness to spot the run of Schürrle, who timed that run to perfection, and he slotted the ball past a helpless Matt Sells. That was 74 minutes in. Ghent, who needed two goals prior to that, then needed three and uh, were beaten. Um, it, was, it was a good game. Uh, Ghent, certainly, if you think, they were 3-0 down and out of the tie partway through the first leg. To take it all the way to... 74 minutes into the second leg and still be in with a somewhat realistic chance late in the tie just proves how competitive they've been right throughout this competition. It was enjoyable, but Wolfsburg did the job on Ghent tonight that they couldn't quite seal in Belgium. Uh, highly professional. Uh, well, let's hear from the match winner himself, Andre Schürrle. The first game was, was amazing from us, except for the last 10 minutes when we conceded two goals. But we knew that uh, Ghent has to come today. They had to score two, two goals, and we knew that. So we defended good. We defended well. I think they had, didn't have a, a clear chance in the whole 90 minutes, and that's what we wanted to, to do. And then we had a few good chances, and uh, luckily we scored. So everyone gave everything. And uh, in the offense, we, we always create chances because we have great players. And so it was today, and we, we scored. So it was, uh, yeah, it was a great win for us. Uh, four goals in three games for Andre Schoeller. What did you make to his overall performance, Richard? Yeah, very good, and I think he was the most dangerous Wolfsburg player out there. He was modest in that interview because there was no luck about the goal at all, as I've tried to outline. Um, he had a handful of chances, really, and was involved in creating a good one for, for Kruse early on. Um, but in the second half, yes, after a good run, he had an effort cleared off the line by Neto and then had uh, a really good chance after a, a pass by Gila Vogi, who was also impressive in the midfield. Uh, Gershon did well to just get his toe to the ball and deflect it past the post, but it was only four minutes after that that uh, Schürrle produced the key moment. And it, yeah, he outlined in that interview very clearly, I think, what the game plan was. They, they knew Ghent had to produce. They weren't going to risk anything unless they were forced to. And Ghent didn't quite have the quality on the night uh, to produce a key moment. Couple of half chances, uh, a good bit of wing play from Moses Simon, the Nigerian uh, winger down the left-hand side, who did beat Christian Treschel on a number of occasions, but uh, they just couldn't get numbers into the box that many times, Ghent, and that also, that also hurt them. Uh, Wolfsburg become the sixth club from Germany uh, to reach the last eight of the UEFA Champions League. Uh, meanwhile, Ghent exit at this stage, the round of 16, but what a memorable campaign it has been for them. Let's hear from their midfielder next, Brecht de Jager. I think uh, the first half we, we put good pressure to Wolfsburg. They didn't come out of the game as usual. And uh, I think we had uh, a few chances by uh, good centres from the side, but then uh, we weren't there. So uh, we changed the system a little bit with uh, offensive guys on the wings who can make an action. So, uh, but then, as you know, in games like this, you don't have uh, ten, 10 chances. So the many chances that you get, uh, you have to finish them, but we didn't do this. Well, it actually sounds a similar story, Richard Connolly, to, to what we saw with Roma in that they didn't didn't take their chances. With Ghent not playing an orthodox striker, did they, did they lack that focal point on the night? I think it, it, that's probably true. I mean, you could see what they were attempting to do, and De Gea was one of those wide players who was trying to get round the sides. Milicevic had one or two moments. Simon, as I've said, was, was the most uh, effective. Um, yeah, they just struggled to get somebody in the centre who was, who was going to 
be that focal point, as you say. And I, and I have to say, I, I mean, the chances that Ghent created tonight were nowhere near the kind of level that, that Roma fashioned against Real Madrid. This was not exactly the same story at all. Um, we're talking about one low cross from Simon that was well cleared by Rodriguez, a curling effort from Simon that went straight really into the gloves of Castells, and then one effort in the second half where Simon got away down the left, pulled it back, and Milicevic tried to hook it round from a tight angle but didn't get it on target. I mean, Sells in the Ghent goal had much more to do mm. than Castells in the Wolfsburg goal, so we can't, we can't realistically make that kind of comparison. It wasn't that close. Uh, Ghent tweeted, our incredible UEFA Champions League campaign ends here, but what a ride it's been. Thank you, everybody, for the fantastic support. And they truly have been brilliant in the competition, uh, the Belgian champions. Uh, but, Richard, finally, what now for Wolfsburg? What do you think that their realistic ambitions are for this, this competition? Well, I think now they've, they've exceeded uh, all expectations mm. and can have a free run at the quarterfinals, which is exciting for them. I still think, as the Bundesliga table would emphasise, there is a big gap between Wolfsburg, who are currently seventh in that table, and Bayern München, for example, mm. at the top, who, who do look, uh, with Barcelona perhaps, to my eye, in a class apart. Um, but with a favourable draw, who knows? And they do have some quality, of, as they've outlined tonight, and they do have calmness and experience in defensive positions and in that midfield. Gustavo was, was very organised tonight and disciplined. Gilavogi had energy and, and linked midfield with attack well. And then they have the, the, the certain je ne sais quoi of, of Draxler and Schürrle with Cruiser and Arnold trying to chip in, although they didn't really, those two tonight. So um, they, they've, they, they, can hurt, they can hurt teams. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's theirs to have a, a free run at the quarterfinals now. OK, Richard, we'll come back to you for your man of the match uh, later on in the show. Richard Connolly, our, our commentator for Wolfsburg, won against nil, a 4-2 aggregate win. Uh, coming up, we're going to look ahead to Wednesday's round of 16 second legs. Chelsea play Paris Saint-Germain. What a game that's going to be. And Zenit face Benfica. Decimos no al racismo. No to racism. Nay de racismo. No al racismo. No al racismo. No to racism. Lionel Messi, Gareth Bale, Robin Van Persie, Franck Ribéry, Edinson Cavani and Kevin Prince Boateng are just a few of the UEFA Champions League stars saying no to racism. European football united against racism. Respect. You're listening to UEFA Champions League Match Day Live. OK, we have two more fantastic matches on Wednesday night in the UEFA Champions League, starting with our main feature commentary from Stamford Bridge as Chelsea face Paris Saint-Germain. The French side just edged the first leg. This one watched by Ian Danter. Cross in, Diego Costa pushed onto the crossbar by Kevin Trapp. What an unbelievable save from the German. It's Ibrahimovic from 21 metres through the wall and in! Zlatan has scored for Paris Saint-Germain and the Parc des Prats goes wild. Another corner then for William to strike, a right-footed out-swinger. Looking to the near post, flicks on, Jack to Mikhail, he's equalised! John Obi Mikhail makes it 1-1 right at the end of the first half. A lovely ball over the top for Cavani, right outside in the area! Edinson Cavani! A substitution from Laurent Blanc and Edinson Cavani screams with joy as 
as he puts Paris Saint-Germain back in front. Paris Saint-Germain 2, Chelsea 1. Well, when Ian Dant is pulling out the French, you know it's a good goal. Uh, so Paris Saint-Germain, 2-1 up from the first leg against Chelsea. Uh, joining us now on the show is our commentator for the game on Wednesday night, Phil Blacker. Uh, Phil, thanks for joining us on the programme. Uh, what shape are Chelsea in, in terms of uh, team news ahead of this game? Uh, they drew 1-1 with Stoke at the weekend, of course. Yeah, evening, Rob. Mixed shape, I would uh, say, in terms of uh, personnel and form. Three-match winning run brought to an end at the weekend with that draw against Stoke, but I think they probably have, it's fair to say, more than uh, half an eye on this upcoming Champions League game. They rested Diego Costa at the weekend as a precaution. He has trained. He is uh, likely to be available to start uh, against Paris tomorrow night, which is... Uh, a huge advantage, of course, for Chelsea, but they won't have their captain. It has come too soon for John Terry. He was hoping to be involved and make his comeback from this hamstring injury that's sidelined him since before, I think, the first leg, actually. Uh, it hasn't quite happened. He's now looking at the weekend and the FA Cup instead. So without their captain, but with Diego Costa back, Pedro's going to be available as well. And this is such a huge game, isn't it, for, for Chelsea's season now. It's, it's understandable. I think maybe they took their eye off the ball a little bit in the Premier League at the weekend. But still, just that one defeat, I think, in 17 games now under Gus Hedding since uh, he came in for Jose Mourinho, that being the first leg in Paris three weeks ago. Chelsea in decent shape for this one. OK, let's hear from uh, Chelsea defender Gary Cahill on the man that uh, Phil was just talking about, the absence of club captain John Terry. First of all, we want all our top players fit. It's unfortunate that John's not fit for this game and it'd be nice to go through this next round. And obviously, John, you know, hopefully we'll be, we'll be fit again sometime soon. But our focus is, is on tomorrow and what we can try and affect tomorrow in the game. Uh, so, no John Terry. Let's hear from the Paris Saint-Germain talisman now, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, who feels he has unfinished business in this competition. I think the age is only something that you feel. It's just a number and the difference is how you feel. I feel young. I feel very young because my season I've done so far, it's, I never had better statistic than this. So when I was young and talking about the Champions League, yes, was almost an obsession. But then I started to mature. I started to get to know myself. And I said to myself, it, if I win it or not, will not change me as, a, as the player I am. So if I win it, it doesn't make me a better player. If I lose it, or if I don't win it, will not make me a, a less better player. So I am still the one I am. So, But if I can win it, of course, I'll be very happy. Well, if he doesn't win it, he's a trivia teaser question waiting to happen. Zlatan Ibrahimovic, outstanding this season for Paris Saint-Germain. Um, Phil, uh, Lauren Bloch of the weekend with, with the Ligue 1 title pretty much wrapped up. They're 23 points clear. He was able to rotate the squad for that 0-0 draw with uh, Montpellier. So they should be in good condition for this one. They should. I, again, they're, they're able to uh, think, make the selection, aren't they, with half an eye, if not more, on, on this particular game. Mass changes at the weekend. Disappointing result against Montpellier. But when you put it in the context that you just mentioned, that 23-point lead, uh, wholly understandable. have had a, a couple of setbacks. Of course, there was that first defeat domestically in over 40 matches uh, against Leon a couple of weeks ago as well. But I think such has been their dominance, not just this season, but in the last few seasons in Ligue 1 now. Uh, they've established themselves as the major force in France. Their success of this, this season is going to be determined, isn't it, by this competition. This is the big one, certainly, for them. They're going to be at full strength. Uh, but maybe Marco Verratti, who's 
going to be left to the last minute, we understand. Laurent Blanc has said he'll uh, mm. give him until um, the, the day of the game to try and prove his fitness. So important is Verratti in midfield. But obviously it's going to be the, the strongest side that Laurent Blanc can possibly select for the, the biggest game of their season. Uh, I have to agree. Phil, I uh, look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Phil Blacker will be our commentator for Chelsea against Paris Saint-Germain, the French champions. 2-1 up against the English champions uh, in that tie. Also on Wednesday evening, we have uh, second-half commentary of Zenit against Benfica in St. Petersburg after a 1-0 home win for the Portuguese side in Lisbon. We all will be on air slightly earlier than usual, so 18.55 Central European time. And John Bradley will bring you that commentary for Match Day Live, and he joins us now. John, let's start with Zenit, because I, I believe you worked on their game with... Krasnodar at the weekend, that nil-nil draw. What shape is Zenit going into a massive game in Andre Villas-Boas' season? Well, two games since they returned from their winter break. Of course, a three-month winter hibernation for Zenit. And they've not scored in either game, and that will be a huge concern for Andre Villas-Boas. Uh, Hulk has only scored three times since October. And the goals have just dried up a little for Artyom Duba as well. He's had such a, a wonderful group stage in the UEFA Champions League. But uh, they do have a problem in front of goals at the moment. And certainly that's what they need tomorrow. John, uh, Benfica, they might be helped, Zenit, because uh, I think they're travelling to Russia with just one senior centre-back. So uh, how big a blow is that for Benfica? And surely this is a chance for Zenit to capitalise. Yeah, calling up youngster Ruben Diaz to the squad, of course, is a huge call. But uh, I think you know they do go there with confidence. It was a huge victory for them in sporting at the weekend in the Lisbon derby. And, of course, they do have history on their side, having eliminated... Uh, Zenit, thanks to that late Nelson Oliveira goal in the same stage four years ago. So they will go with confidence. Zenit's goals have dried up a little. They are also without Javi Garcia and Domenico Crescito, two vital players for them. So uh, it's going to be a big night. I'm intrigued for this one. John, in terms of Zenit as a project and in terms of what they're trying to do for Russian football, how important is it for them to reach the quarterfinals of this competition? Yeah, it will be for the first time as well, Robin. And they've put in very big investment and big plans. They brought in Andre Villas-Boas. They've taken in Ezekiel Garay, who's been past fit for the game, despite mm. uh, limping out of the warm-up at Krasnodar at the weekend. And such other big players. And now, of course, in the recent winter transfer window, they've taken in Russia's perhaps second striker, Alexander Kokorin, who is there to rival Artyom Zuba. So they have made big investment, and it's very important for them as a club and, of course, Russia as a country to advance through to the quarterfinal stage. Uh, John, thank you very much. We look forward to hearing from you tomorrow. John Bradley will be our commentator uh, for Zenit against Benfica. Join us on Match Day Live from 18.55 Central European time for full second half commentary of that game. OK, let's turn our attention back to Tuesday night's action. Uh, Real Madrid into the quarterfinals after a tuna win against Roma at the Bernabeu. 4-0 on aggregate. Gareth Bale uh, returned to the starting 11 following injury uh, recently. And uh, he didn't score, but he was pivotal in their victory in the end. Let's hear from him now. It was all about trying to see the game off, try and get a goal and, and kill the game off. And uh, we managed to do that. So, um, yeah, we're very happy. Obviously, you need a little bit of luck in, in a game. So I think they had some good chances where maybe they could have scored. But, um, yeah, we, we, were, uh, we defended well enough and uh, we were able to, to break the, the deadlock in the second half. So, um, yeah, we're, we're happy now that we're through. We can uh, uh, concentrate back on the league now and, uh, yeah, look forward to, to the rest of the season. 
Yes, great to see Gareth Bale back in the UEFA Champions League. He hasn't seen much football in this competition. Uh, earlier on today on the show, I spoke to uh, WA for Champions League winner and former Real Madrid man Christian Karimbur, Heineken champion of the match ambassador as well. And I asked him why he thinks Real Madrid are going to reach the final in Milan. Because they cannot do anything in La Liga because Barcelona is leading the championship. Also because they don't play anymore the Spanish Cup. And I think that they're going to focus on that goal main goal for Real Madrid at least to be to make fans happy and, and also for the players to exist in, in the competition because now Real Madrid don't, uh, don't exist in, in uh, La Liga as if they can be second or third place so that uh, for sure that uh, the main goal today is only focus on uh, Milan uh, for sure the Champions League yes uh, competition. Uh, Christian Karimbour there of course uh, a former teammate of Zinedine Zidane with the French national team and uh, Real Madrid uh, Richard Kaufman our commentator for Real Madrid against Roma we're getting some more reaction from the Roma head coach Luciano Spalletti yeah of course some regrets uh, as we've heard the chances that the uh, away team had he was asked if the players should be satisfied by their display and Spalletti's reaction was players satisfied how can you be satisfied after losing 2-0 twice they don't understand what chance they had we need to improve our mentality our clinical streak and our belief in the past I've achieved some results with Roma that have gone down in history we need to change the way we think you know with a mentality like that he might turn them into winners uh, again and uh, let's hear some more reaction Richard Connolly our commentator for Wolfsburg get more reaction from that game yeah reaction from the dressing room and from the executive box as well Rob uh, Julian Draxler who set up the only goal at the starting position after the first leg he said was good of course we wanted to win but at first we wanted to see what Ghent was doing and react accordingly that speaks of the approach Klaus Alofs Wolfsburg's a sporting director making it to the quarterfinals is a sensation for us at the beginning of the season we didn't even think of a success like this at first on the night we were too cautious didn't risk too much and did not want to get counter-attacked but afterwards we increased the speed and scored which was well deserved Wolfsburg through Richard Connolly thank you very much Richard Kaufman your man of the match for Real Madrid Roma well best player on the pitch was Salah but he missed the chances man of the match is the match winner Cristiano Ronaldo and Richard Connolly your man of the match as well Dante key at the back uh, thank you very much. That's just about all the time we have on Match Day Live on a night when the first two teams put their place in this season's quarterfinals. Ten-time champions, Real Madrid saw off a determined Roma side of the Bernabeu. 2-0 on the night, 4-0 on aggregate. And in Germany, Wolfsburg beat Ghent 1-0 to progress 4-2 on aggregate. Uh, join us again at the slightly earlier time of 18.55 CET on Wednesday for live commentary the second half of Zenit against Benfica with the Russians a goal down. And then we'll bring you full commentary from London as Chelsea look to overcome that 2-1 deficit against Paris Saint-Germain. But until then, from our commentary team of Chris Parrott, Richard Connolly, Richard Kaufman and myself, Rob Daly, good night. Draxler into the penalty area. Draxler still. The pullback of the goal! Andre Schürrle sends Wolfsburg into the quarterfinals. A simple finish for Schürrle. And the relief of Wolfsburg, who take the lead on the night, 4-2 overall. Vasquez trying to get the better of Dinho, does so, Ronaldo scores! Cristiano Ronaldo on the volley, does it again. This season's UEFA Champions League top scorer has just broken Roma hearts. Cristiano Ronaldo feeds it to James in space, scores. James Rodriguez just sticks the knife in, and that surely is that. Real
Madrid 2, Roma 0 tonight, as it was at the Stadio Olimpico, which means it's 4-0 on aggregate. You've been listening to UEFA Champions League Matchday Live.